Good day, buffet. Sorry to keep you waiting. Your table is ready for how you can eat. A weekly comeback of K-pop music commentary. My name is Chuck Ozane. Each week, we take a brand new release and we let you know what we think about it. But before we get to that, I've got to quickly introduce the other co-leaders. That's right. There's two. Unlike last week, we are back in full formation. So I got to introduce you to them. Um, so clearly, a man who needs no introduction. It's Alan Mark. Hi. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's that's good to know. That's good to know how you're doing there and uh, how, what's going on with your life and everything like that. Um, can you... Okay, so I see a t-shirt that yes. you're wearing. Um I would like for you to explain to our listeners what you're wearing and the relevancy of it. Yeah, it's a it's an extra large t-shirt. I generally do not wear extra larges, but that was the <laughs> only one they had available. And on it has three letters and a pizza pie. And the three <laughs> letters are C-I-X. Because uh, I, as long as, not as long, as well as fellow <laughs> leader Chuck, Went to the CIX show in uh, San Francisco, a.k.a. Berkeley. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, you would have enjoyed how many times they said San, San Francisco and, and the fact that the interpreter never said Berkeley. San Francisco <laughs> oh. or, or Berkeley. Yeah, just basically stopped saying San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. It's their SF stop, so it counts. That's true. It was, uh, it was, an, it was, was announced as SF. It was fun. Uh, I I think so. I asked Alan Mark on the way to the venue. Um, oh, by the way, let's uh, let's just introduce him. Of course, the one who rounds out uh, the one. <laughs> the, uh, sorry, the one who rounds out the big three and he hails from NYC. It's Stephen. Thank you for joining in this conversation. Oh, I am so glad to be back. Uh, yeah, I want to hear about the the concert. It looked a lot of, like a lot of fun. We. Um, <clears throat> So on our way, I asked uh, Alan Mark, is this your first concert since the start of the pandemic? To which he agreed. And Alan Mark, what, what was the last concert you went to? Uh, prior to, so it was in 2019. Uh, the day after my birthday, the last in-person concert I went to pre-pandemic was Tiffany Young in San Francisco. <laughs> wow. So just bookended the <laughs> pandemic with K-pop. K-pop. So um, I I think we're gonna be absolutely penniless by the end by the end of the summer. Uh, unlike or unlike you, Stephen, who has all these free concerts for some reason. <laughs> I don't understand how you get to get free concerts, but um, it was my concert, uh, my first concert uh, coming back from the pandemic. Also, and it was just fun. It was fun to be around live music and yeah. to hear K-pop because uh, I was telling my wife this. Um, the it's weird seeing K-pop live. K-pop for my entire life has been like this, you know, fiction. It's been like a fiction. It's been this like 
magical other world. <laughs> I've never seen them live. I've never seen people performing K-pop live, and it was just so surreal for me to um, to see what I just you know have assumed have been people on YouTube only, like live in the flesh. Um, and how beautiful they really are in person. In fact, they're they may be even more beautiful in person. I don't know how they did that. So, um, anyway, that's uh, uh, that's uh, that was that time. I, I noticed uh, in that the picture you took outside the theater. Uh, there are a couple <laughs> other artists on the marquee. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Cool venue. Wait, what? Where was it? What? Well, you see, you see. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. fun because there's a, there was also a bunch of heavy metal bands performing at the UC theater, oh, like in a couple a couple weeks later. Or <laughs> yeah. So I, I just thought of uh, that yeah, venue the, in uh, New York. The ideal type of venue for a boy band. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, Stephen, uh, you you did not go to a concert, but did you do anything fun over uh, the weekend? No, I I was kind of just. Staying in, uh, I was like not completely over my mm, just yeah, being yeah. sick, but uh, like my friend had a birthday thing. I didn't go to that because <laughs> like I just wanted to be yeah. very safe. Uh, yeah, 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 I stayed in. I did beat Fire Emblem <laughs> or the, yeah. wow. the one house, one house. Oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah. first playthrough. Yeah, nice. I I just started my second playthrough uh, <laughs> with. Uh, Ooh, like, oh my god, what's Claude's house? I forgot what Cla- the the golden yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yep, yep. It's good. That's a good one. That's that's a fun. That's a fun. That's a fun house. <laughs> but uh, with this one, I just discovered that you can do the uh, the voiceover in Japanese, so I switched it over from oh, the okay. default in English. So uh, that's fun. Yeah. <clears throat> I, ma- I'm, I I married Dorothea in the first house. Yeah, yeah. That's that's okay, who. You, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's a clear the, one. That's yeah. the one. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're playing it right then. Yeah, okay. You're fine. <laughs> Yeah, no. keep enjoying that game. Yeah, it's fun. all right. Oh wait, no, never mind. I, oh, who did I choose? The other? Don't worry about it. It's okay. Sorry. The purple-haired one. Oh, Bernadetta. No. Oh, Petra. In Petra. Yeah. Oh, Petra. I was, yeah. I was trying to actually have her as an option <laughs> later, but I, I guess I didn't build my support high enough. Uh, uh, it's yeah. Okay, maybe in your second playthrough. Yeah, I'm gonna recruit. I didn't recruit anyone in my first, but I might try to recruit someone. Ooh, this yeah. Time. Yeah, the thing is, what I did that recruited like almost nobody the first playthrough. Yeah. Recruited too many people to take a playthrough, <laughs> so it's like I can't connect with everyone. So the third playthroughs are it's more mm-hmm. yeah like, focused. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, um, speaking of franchises that are at least twenty years old at this point, um, we are going to be covering <laughs> a very fun episode today uh so i think an artist we had been looking forward to um definitely coming back uh but we got to obviously show some love to the rest of the releases that came out well that's uh, that album came out last week so we're gonna <laughs> we're not gonna talk about anything that came out this week um so uh to show some love i'm gonna throw it to steven and he is gonna give you his specials of the week all right thank you i am glad glad to be back but uh, you guys did a very good job of the reading last week <laughs> oh, I, I left some little we tried we tried to channel our inner <laughs> you when we were um, <laughs> Uh, at least I was. Uh, I tried, but I couldn't stop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I was. I, I actually, when I saw the list of all the names, I said, "I'm gonna put more names than I need to." <laughs> <so that's> <laughs> <three>. <laughs> 
all of these random people. Dress and bell. <laughs> anyway, um, okay. We actually there's actually a lot this week. Um, very very exciting. Uh, a uh, week of releases, a uh, couple debuts, uh, but I'm going to s- wish good luck to uh, three groups this week, even though there are Ooh. two debuts, uh, and oh. we'll, we'll, we'll see why. But uh, we're going to start with one debut on Monday, the highly anticipated new girl group, The Seraphim, with their mm-hmm. uh, new mini album called Fearless and the title track of the same name. So they are the new six-member girl group. From Source Music, which is under Hybe, uh, their name is an anagram of I'm Fearless, uh, but also uh, refers to the six-winged being called the Seraphim or, or Seraphim. In, in French, it would be like Le Seraphim, but it's mm. kind of a, the writing is, of the name is a bit odd because it's plural, but the S isn't on the article that indicates that it's plural for French. So for any like French speakers or even anyone who's taken a French class, it will it will look a lit a bit odd. Um, so for all your French heads out there. Yeah, Francophiles. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I, there there were some rumors also, uh, just some insiders, that the name came from someone at Source or H or Hybe who was watching the Hail Holy Queen performance from Sister Act uh, when <laughs> Sister Mary What? No. I, uh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> that's unconfirmed. Uh, oh, okay. But okay. It's Allegedly, worth putting okay. out into the universe. <laughs> oh my god! I can't Shout wait. Dispatch to get a hold of this and then put you yeah. something out there. Sister Mary Robert was <laughs> the one who sings those lines. Soupy, <laughs> you hear this? You hear yeah. the Soupy aggregate this. I don't know. For you. Yeah. This is make a make a this make a post about this right swirling. now. Swirling, but uh, yeah, the group. Reunites two Eyes One members, Jaewon and Sakura, as well as with another Produce 48 contestant, uh, Ho Yeonjin. And one other fun fact about a member, Kazuha, uh, prior to joining the group, uh, she was studying at the Dutch National Ballet Academy, which makes her maybe the only idol who was formerly in the uh, NBA. Uh, so this is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't have much else to say. I, I listened to it. I, I think it's a really good debut album. Oh my um, god. All songs produced by the 13 production group. We also have two songs from Sunshine. Or that Sunshine, who's Cassiopeia and Ellenberg. They worked on a couple songs. Uh, but lots more other people. But I mean, good luck to them. I think they're going to make uh, they have a good year. Have Make a big impact. On, S- on Steven, team. you forgot about Bam Bam. Uh, I think he's officially... Oh. Part of the Warriors, yeah. So, <laughs> oh, right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, he has a he has a jersey and everything, right? Anyway, well, he's joining. I think Kazuo had left the NBA, so. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, but okay, that that's uh, Le Seraphim. Um, next up uh, on Tuesday, we have a comeback from Icon. It's a mini album called Flashback, the title track, but you. This is their fourth mini album. It has six songs, including uh, the song At Ease, which is from when they were on Kingdom. And that song was co-written by Mino of Winner and Mob, which is uh, also Bobby's band. Um, So as of today, I saw that the album uh, topped the iTunes album charts in 18 countries, um, including some of the 
top uh, countries from where our listeners are from. So there's probably <laughs> a correlation there. Uh, <laughs> uh, looking at the track list, Bobby and DK were involved on every song. And then some other people on this were Maribel Anes, Ains, uh, I don't know how her last name is pronounced, uh, Diggy, Kang Okjin, and Yoon. I don't think this is Stacy's Yoon, though. Uh, and then going on to the next day, uh, Wednesday, we have a group called Alice um, with a single called Power of Love. So this is the first release from Alice, who is formerly known as Elris. Um, and they are now under a company called IOK Company, which actually co-manages former Icon member BI. Um, so last month, Elris changed their name to Alice and announced a few other changes. Um, member Hyesong changed her stage and legal name to Yongje. And member Bella changed her stage name to Doa. And the leader position was transferred from Sohi to Chejong. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not too familiar with uh, Alice or Elris, so not too, too sure what a lot of this uh, means for them. But um, one other thing I saw was that the single was also one of the, the releases that was postponed Originally slated to be released on May 3rd, got pushed back 18 hours to May 4th, but now it is out. But good luck to uh, Alice. This is kind of another rebranding like we saw last week. Um, But on the same day, we have a comeback from Woods with a mini album called Colorful Trauma. Title track is called I Hate You. And with this... uh, it, it's evident K-pop's pop-punk era is in full effect. And you can mm-hmm. just also look at the album art um, to see that it's true. This is his fourth mini-album. It's five songs and it's Woods and Nathan on each track, as well as uh, Ho-Ho on three of these songs, uh, helping to produce and uh, write lyrics. And then on Thursday, the second debut, another girl group. This one's called Classy. Uh, stylized as uh, Class colon Y, uh, with their debut mini-album, Class is Over, title track, Shut Down. Um, this group, it's a seven-member girl group formed through the show My Teenage Girl, and they are under M25, and I couldn't find too much about them. Um, I was trying to see some things about some of the members. I learned that member Hyungso is a former member of the girl group Busters, who re-debuted last week. Um, so hopefully, Hyungso uh, is like on good terms with the current members because they're probably going to be running into each other a lot um, while, while they're promoting. Um, but on this mini-album, there are five songs. And on the track list like, image they put out, each of them has the little word title in small text. So if that is to be believed, each of these songs is... A title track, but I think the one that I was reading was uh, the actual title track is shut down. Um, but there are a lot of people on this. Just going to list a few of them: uh, Tim Tan, Ciara Muscat, who's when she was first credited, it was just the name Ciara, C I A R A. So I got really excited, but then I assumed <laughs> the Ciara Muscat who appeared was the same one, which is still pretty exciting. Um, uh, Hitmanic and Deco. Uh, Anna Timgren, and then as well. Uh, on all of these, uh, Ranjan, again credited in Korean. I'm wondering what 
I, I, I've just noticed as I do look at all of these track lists, he's now, his name is now appearing in Korean. I wonder if he's trying to avoid detection by <laughs> fans. <laughs> um, but yeah, good luck to Classy. Um, and yeah, those are my specials of the week. Delicious. <laughs> Thanks, Stephen. All right. Alan Mark, are you ready for this rundown? I are hope you, so. Uh, I wrote everything down for it. I know. Well, <laughs> well it's okay if this is a walk down. Uh, I'll take either one. Either way. Um, ah. Either way, Alan Mark is going to carry us into this week's episode. I am very excited to hear what he has to say because I'm very excited about the artist recovering. So, yeah. Alan Mark... Run it down for us. Ooh, what a doozy that we're getting into this week. So, hope everyone's excited as we are because we will talk about... Icon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we will talk about Park Jae-sang, a.k.a. Sai, uh, who is a South Korean artist. Uh, I know, yeah, I'll just see... Nah, blah, 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 I put in other words in here. Don't worry about it. There's a lot of storied history here because his... Career started quite a while ago, but I will start off with some pre-debut history. Um, so Jay Sang oh. was initially meant to take over his father's like semiconductor manufacturing equipment company. Wow. And was meant to study business administration at Boston University back in 1996. Wow. But he ended up dropping out to pursue music. Uh, he like uh, with some of his tuition money, he like just bought a bunch of instruments and like MIDI players and stuff like that, and then enrolled himself into Berkeley College of Music. Of course, he would. Yeah. And wow. then he ended up dropping out of there too to return to South Korea and just pursue music full time, just on his own. Uh, when he went back to Korea, he uh, there was rapper Cho PD uh, found him and featured him on a song called Casanova back in 1999. Uh, then Sai would make his official solo debut in January of 2001 with the full-length album Sai from the Cycle World uh, with its title track Bird. Uh, he would also end up being fined by the Korean government for the album's quote-unquote inappropriate content on that album. So great start. <laughs> and sort of also became uh, some like uh, pretty common throughout his entire career after that. So, uh, but yeah, quickly following up there, his second album, uh, it's spelled S-S-A, the number two. Uh, Sa-2, or I don't know if it's supposed to pronounce the two in Korean or whatever. Uh, but that was released in January 2002 uh, with more controversy around its potential influence on the youth having uh, written songs in response to his marijuana arrest back in November 2001. Uh, where he spent 25 days in jail. <laughs> uh, then his third album, uh, Three Mai, was uh, released on September 2002 with the title track Champion, which uh, actually gained a lot of popularity because it was used a lot during that year's World Cup games in Seoul. Uh, then 2003, uh, Sai was then conscripted to the South Korean like military as part of the mandatory service, though was excused from any actual military duty due to his working at a software development company at the time as well. Uh, an exemption that was granted to those with technical expertise working at companies that service the nation, uh, service the national interest. So I guess that counted towards that. 
um, and then was initially released of his duties uh, in 2005. Then in July 2006, he released his fourth album, oh my god, Sajib. Uh, then in 2007, the the state then accused him of quote unquote neglecting his mandatory service because during his time when it was working from 2003 on, he was still holding concerts and appearing on television during that his time of oh. employment. <laughs> so then the Seoul Administrative Court decided that Sai had to be redrafted and placed back into military duties. Uh, from and then he was doing that from October 2007 to July 2009. <laughs> um, then after that, when he returned from his, I guess, second stint of services in 2009. Uh, so due to some financial struggles, uh, Sai realized he couldn't release music on his own. So then he decided to join YG Entertainment with the encouragement of his wife, since Sai and then YG CEO. Young Hyun Suk were like old friends. Then under YG, Sai released his fifth album, Sai Five, on October fifteenth, twenty ten, with the single "Right Now." And then there's twenty twelve. You can just skip over twenty twelve. Okay. <laughs> then in twenty, then in twenty thirteen, he came out with <laughs> no. Uh, okay. <laughs> then in twenty twelve, in July. Sai released his sixth album, Sai Six, and then in parentheses, Sai Rules Part One, with the title track, Gangnam Style. <laughs> I won't oh, dig man. into that too much because we were all there. Uh, it's music <laughs> video, though, featuring Yu Jae Suk and Four Minutes Hyuna, basically became the biggest thing to happen on YouTube at that time, uh, catapulting him into the pop culture zeitgeist worldwide. Uh, by November 24th that year Gangnam Style became the most viewed YouTube video in YouTube history passing Justin Bieber's baby uh, then by December 21st of 2012 it reached 1 billion ver- views the first video to do so in the website's history wow. and he was everywhere that year uh, if you check out his 2012 Mama Award performance though it is incredible <laughs> <laughs> All right. Because of this success, though, Sai's history of performing at like anti-American imperialism and military concerts and rallies back in 20, 2002, 2004, 2002 and 2004 resurfaced, which he then apologized for, which like, whatever. <laughs> 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 All right. The, enough of that. Let's get back to the thing. And uh, then Sai had his first comeback since that madness in April 2013 with the single Gentleman, uh, which music video featured Brownout Girls Gaiin, as well as uh, using the infamous arrogant dance from Black Eyed, uh, Brown Eyed Girls Abracadabra. Then in June 2014, he also released the single Hangover, which featured Snoop Dogg. <laughs> uh, oh. Yeah. Uh, then in 2015, he would release the song Father in March, then follow that up with his seventh album, Chiljip Saida in December. Oh, in December, it was not meant to be italicized. Oh. <laughs> in December of that year. Uh, the album featured two title tracks, Daddy and Napal Baji. Uh, uh, the latter's MV featuring... Uh, no, not... The, the former's music video featuring 21CL. Then 2017 brought us his eighth album, 4 times 2 equals 8. Also with two lead singles, I Love It and New Face, the latter featuring 
uh, uh, the latter's music video featuring A Pink's Nan. And this album would be his last under YG Entertainment when he would eventually leave the company in May 2018. Why did he leave? Well, probably so he could uh, be a fa- like found his own company himself. So uh, P Nation then was founded in 2019 where he signed uh, artists Jesse, Hyuna, and Don early on right in January 2019. Uh, he'd later sign artists Crush, Highs, Pinameco, and Swings as well as collaborate with JYP for a survival show Loud where uh, each person would also build a new boy group for their respective companies with P Nation uh, creating TNX who was set to debut later on this month in May. Uh, then... After five years, I guess, focusing on other projects and, you know, like running a company, uh, Sai would finally return with his own music, coming back with his signature sound that is simultaneously humorous, yet a little subversive as well, releasing his ninth album, Sai Ninth, on April 29th, 2022. Uh, this album features lead singles that that produced and featuring BTS's Suga. As well as Celeb, which the music video features former Miss A member Bay Susie. And uh, we're talking about that. You know, I've been pronouncing it Hayes all my life. Is it Hayes or Highs? Or what did you say? I said Highs, but I also am not 100% uh, sure how it's supposed to be pronounced. I think, <laughs> let me see. Oh, I think it's Hayes. Oh, yeah, if I can see it. Oh, yeah, it's Hayes. Hayes. Oh, that's <laughs> I was the... going with haze for the longest time. Then I thought I had to fix myself and say highs. <laughs> I and now I'm fixing myself and going back to haze. I have said it's okay. I said haze, I, so I didn't. I was like, oh no, I better say. It. I better make sure. I I also have to talk about. remember whether it's one Stein or one Steen. <laughs> I, think, oh, yeah. I think I used to say Steen, but now it's. I think it's Stein. But I it's okay. But, like oh, Dennis. That, that that that's like our uh, Onu and oh no no uh, one one we one we and <laughs> Onu Onu yeah I don't know um, but yes guys um, before we talk about this album that was a lot that Alan Mark uh, ran down um, but I I wanna it, it I'd be curious to know um, well we don't have to go into too much detail because then this podcast would be three hours long but I, I'm very curious to know well let's do this first when was the first time you heard Gangnam Style oh. um, and what what does Psy mean to you <laughs> <laughs> in your, let's do let's do that let's do that real quick um, like like K-pop relevance like are you a are you like a big fan of Psy? Like, what, what is just generally like your feelings about Psy? So let's start with the Gundam style first. Uh, uh, I'll start with you, Steven. Okay. I, th- I think the first time I heard it was, I, I think I watched it once at home and then I honestly didn't like think too much of it. It was just like a, a new video, but then I watched it again. Um, in Portland, Oregon <laughs> with you, Chuck. I remember you showed it to me while I was like, uh, while we were like waiting for something. And then that's when it kind of like <laughs> hit me. Like, because people had started to 
talk about it by then. And like, I, I don't remember if I even knew about Sai. I must have seen the name before, but I didn't really know anything about the guy uh, until I saw the video. And then I think I remember, I think I was like trying to pass it off like I did know who he was. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. 10 years later, yeah. the truth comes out. Oh my God. Because like, I, I was about to go back. I, but my mismemory was, oh man, Steven introduced me to Cy. <laughs> no, I, I remember like, I'm pretty sure it was you who showed it to me. I, you know what? I'm remembering now. I'm remembering yeah. that now. Yeah. <laughs> And <laughs> um, because I saw I saw it blowing up on Twitter or something. Like yeah, that. yeah. But um, okay. Well, clearly Stephen and I are tied <laughs> together or, or like connected with our memory of of Gangnam Style. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, I I okay. So I think I so we were waiting for brunch in Portland, and the wait was like thirty to forty five yeah. minutes. So we just sat in these chairs um, outside and. I think we were all on our phones, and then it. I, I now I'm remembering it. Um, I didn't have great service <laughs> there, so we were trying to load up this video because I just had to see it. And then I think I, I I'll never forget. Like I'll never forget the first time I watched Gangnam Style, um, because I realized because I like things that are weird and wacky and bizarre, and like I immediately fell in love. With not only the song, not only the music video, but with the dance. And I was just like, I need to learn. Alamark and I need to learn this <laughs> dance like ASAP. Um, but yeah, that that the, the, I, I, I did some uh, time stamping. We went to Portland slash Seattle around the end of July, um, beginning of August. And that video yeah. came out July 15th, 2012. Yeah. So Or the song. Um or I guess the album. So, yeah, that's uh, that's that. Al Mark, when did? How did you? Ooh. Do you remember Gangnam Style? Yeah, or? I don't. I remember uh, like so. I was definitely in my family's coffee shop, Cafe Legato, but it was before we opened. So the inside was still like under semi construction or like fixing up. Um, but we had the tables there. So I was definitely at either one of our tables or the counter um, with my laptop open, doing a bit of both job searching and just like helping out with the shop. And then, but I don't know how the music video like came up. I don't know if it was just like, it might have been just a recommended YouTube video because this is like the height of me, like really getting into mm. K-pop for the, like early on. Uh, it's 2012, so it's like, yeah, 11 to 12 was like oh. key month, like when I was really full on getting to K pop. Um, and then, yeah, the music video pops up. <laughs> I watch it and I'm like, what is this? And then, like, I watched it definitely multiple times just sitting there. And then my next thought was, I have to send this to as many people <laughs> as possible. So I don't remember who I sent it to. I'm sure, like, I may have, like, stray, like, emails or just mm. like google messages or something where just like sending out to people that's like this is incredible maybe tweets maybe oh you know what let me look at my wow. twitter and see this old tweets of me talking about Gangnam style but anyway i remember it was like pretty early on don't know if it was the day of its release but like definitely in july um because i believe we opened up that coffee shop in august so we were mm. really close to opening uh and yeah just like I mean, much like 
you know, the entire world, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. And I was like, uh, I already knew like K-pop was as much of a visual uh, art form as it is like audio. So like watching it, I was like, this is the most incredible thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, so and, and it's off the heels of like uh, Fantastic Baby and like Big Bang, all of Big Bang stuff from that year, from 2012 also. So it's like, this is just like, it's pretty much cemented 2012 as like one of the biggest years to happen to K-pop, I think. So uh, yeah. yeah. Man, I think for, yeah. for me, it helped transition to kind of… Because um, when when did third gen, you know, roughly start? Like 2014, 2015? Third gen? I think 2012 is where I usually okay. say… 20, because that's when like EXO… Vex, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like they all debuted then, so… And, and so I think… Um, I think because of… You know, second gen is like a huge blind spot for me. Um, but I I really attribute Psy to bringing me back and like kind of pushing the needle. Well, not only that, but he… I, I can like uh, undoubtedly say that he made K-pop worldwide… Like a worldwide mainstream phenomenon. Like everyone knew Gangnam. You know, like everyone… Like if you didn't know K-pop, like you you now know because of Gangnam Style, um, and so he. Uh, moving on to like the second question, I I, I I wanted to know more about from you guys. It just, um, I I think it's it's tough because you sometimes see him at, like clearly because Gangnam Style is like if you really look into it, and if you don't know this by now, it's like a huge satire of the culture of Gangnam and like the just the ridiculousness of it um but it it was also uh um i i i i feel like a lot of people or definitely me cuz that was my first uh introduction to Psy. like i think Same. Steven, you had you had started explaining a little bit of like just a little bit oh, I was of making Psy. all of that up <laughs> oh, good, good, good. Okay, okay, good, good, good. I, I forgot, I forgot, I forgot you were making I, it up. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I think I've heard about that guy. Um, but no, it just. Um, I think, I think he'll always be unfortunately Gangnam Style guy. But it, it really, I, I, I've over the years have have um, really noticed how masterful he really is as a musician and a rapper and just a music creator um and he's he's not just uh, the one trick pony even though that one that pony like went to win like a million uh kentucky derbies um but he i i i'm happy that he has stayed true to himself because i i like for for in anticipation of this album i went and watched like all his music videos mm -hmm. from like the very beginning and i was like oh he's been doing gangnam style for like 20 years so um, it's it's he. I'm just happy that he's he's always just being himself, and he like. It, and if he feels like he needs to, he he'll uh, he'll make fun of himself and other people as well. But um, yeah. Do you guys? How, where do you guys hold Psy in like your K-pop, like I don't know. Uh, pantheon, pantheon. Try like, I, like. Do you, are you guys like? You, you, do you respect Psy? Not necessarily. 
you know, waiting for the next Psy release kind of thing. I don't know. I, I would say I like I hold him in like kind of high regard, I guess, but I don't really listen to him. Um, I I know he's like super popular domestically, and I think he has this huge influence. Um, I, I think I was just recently watching this older episode of like uh, Week Idol Room or Weekly Idol, and it was. Wikimiki and uh, Golden Child, but like Yujung did this dance to Sai's new face, and mm-hmm. that like went viral. I think he like can kind of create these these moments that just can boost, like that bring fame to someone. And it's and with his with his label, like I think that's maybe one of his one of like his great achievements um, as an artist. Um, just having a place where these these uh, like artists can also find their their voice and bring out who they really are. Um, I also was just thinking about like in relation to um, other viral things like the Harlem Shake and like the mannequin mm. challenge. <laughs> oh like, yeah, God. that was those, oh, yeah. those after I could, I don't remember, but it was. Like, it was- Definitely after. Yeah. yeah de- definitely after. Because, like, I think Gangnam Style, I mean, there were dance crazes, but then, like, it not to like the virality. Yeah. Harlem Shake was very, I think that was more, uh, around, no, it was like around the same time. Because I remember the Miami Heat did so. it when they had LeBron there. So it was like uh, 20, that, tw- yeah, like, like 11 to 13, 14. Are, are we saying Gangnam <laughs> Style was the, um, the, the birth of challenges. I I wouldn't say planking was before. <laughs> yeah. Planking oh, happened planking. before oh, because right. I remember we <laughs> one of I think it was you Chuck, that planked <laughs> during our Comic Con trip. In oh Canada. yes, I yes. Also did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at the Walking Dead. Yes. That was twenty eleven. Okay, twenty eleven. Oh okay. Okay okay yeah yeah. That so. was the birth of challenges. <laughs> <laughs> when we uh, <laughs> when we played at the Walking Dead, <laughs> yeah. Oh, All right. Man. Well, well, we can talk more about Psy as we kind of go through the album. Um, but we, it's really nice to have a comeback from Psy after five years of waiting. It's um, it to me like off the bat, it just sounds like he never he never uh, skipped a beat. So um, I'm very excited to talk about it. Um, Steven, do you know the Korean title for this album? I just saw something about it today, but I, I forgot. Like he was gonna compensate someone who made the yes. title. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so like some rand on a, a Naver, I think, or something yeah. like that. I forget where. Um uh suggested the the pun, um, I think if I'm pronouncing this correctly, Sada Sadagu, which um is a pun or Nick, or you know, like a play on words for the similar phrase or similar, you know, pronunciation "sadagu," which just means slap in the face. And I just, mm. I don't know, I just like knowing that for for the for us, we just have ninth as, yeah. <laughs> as the name of the album. But there's a you know a pretty pretty sci like uh, album title in Korea. Um, okay, so 
we have yet again another 12-track album to cover. Um, oh I don't boy. know. If, we'll, we'll do our best to, to maintain the f- same format of like, don't talk too much about <laughs> it, but talk a lot about your favorite songs. Um, but I have a feeling that's going to be hard for this album. So we'll do our best. Make this uh, album… Or sorry, this episode as short as possible. Um, starting with track number one though. Uh, entitled… Nine intro, nine intro, nine intro. Uh, however, however way you want to say it, Stephen is going to say how he feels about it. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's when I see a song that's an intro, um, I'm expecting like a shorter, like quick musical, like kind of no lyrics uh, musical tone setter. But this was just felt like its own song on its own. It's like almost three minutes. It's barely shorter than. The next song. So I, I was wondering, like, what is this? And what I think it really established for me was that uh, a lot of what Sai is going to be saying and what the lyrics are going to be about, they're not really going to hit because I think he has so much in the in the Korean that a translation will not capture well enough. But like, we'll be able to get a message, but. It will. I think we'll just really struggle. With, like, or it will lack the nuance that uh, might come from it being in really entrenched in, the, or just being Korean. Um, so, I think that that's kind of what I got. But there, there are certain things that played to my perception of Sai, which is that he's very self-aware, and I think it, it, the song is self-referential. He mentions a bunch of the, the titles of his previous songs, like uh, "Gentleman," "Gangnam Style." new face and then even says celeb too so it's kind of a it like looks back a bit and then it does feel like it provides a a good setting for uh, you to take on the rest of the album Um, yeah (laughs) Um, uh, Alan Mark what did you what did you think about this intro yeah uh, it's I think it's cool as hell. It's a really cool way to start off this album. Uh, I think, especially having been gone, or at least like not making his own music for the past five or so years, like I think he wanted to start off the album with like more, something of a, as a statement piece, uh, which I think this was like sort of a nice way to like a pretty well done way to do it because it it like it's very much his sound of that like sort of. EDM-y, like, dance, like, club kind of, like, rap pop that he does uh, with that beat. And then, but still, like, establishing, like, um, I know, like, Steven, you're talking about, like, the lyrics may not hit as well because in the translation, but, um, like, I, I actually know. Just, like, the vibe of, like, I've been around 22 years and I'm going to keep, you know, being myself because if I try too hard, then it's, like, not cool at all. Like, I think that's, that's, like, always been size vibe and like I like that even after all this time he's not changing that at all um so uh yeah I don't know it just feels like a huge flex for like everyone else especially um like sort of establishing him or like it helps reestablish him as like he's like this iconic figure in Korean music you know and he's already seen a whole lot like internationally and stuff like that it's like like whatever like whether or not how far this breaches it, you know, into like full on international worldwide zeitgeist, like Gangnam Style did, 
it doesn't matter because look at everything else he's done. So um, I like that. That's what he sets to reestablish with the introduction track. It's um, it's nice to hear, um, because this is like you were saying, Alamark, his first release, right? Under P Nation. Yeah. I'm assuming he's an artist in his own label. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, it's I don't know. There's a there's a I don't know. There's a bit of it that just sounds like freer. You know, there like it's not. He just gets to do whatever he wants now because it's his music. He's not trying to make another. I mean, I mean, not trying to appeal. Uh, you know, appeal to another label's sensibilities. And I just feel like. Um, that you get that tone where he's just not only saying I'm back, but like, like he's also making the um, the presentation that he uh, I don't know, just get ready because this is just the start of like a brand new chapter, and it's just um, yeah, it was a great for the Psy album, a great introduction because um, it just got me in the mood. It was like. Uh, the DJ, the opening DJ, like right before, like the main act is gonna go on. Um, yeah, I was, I was, um, I was thoroughly um, pumped for um, what will be track number two, the the title track. Um, so, um, Alamark, you get the pleasure of um, talking about that oh, song, man. that that. Um, like you said, it was produced and feature and features uh, Suga. Um, Yongi is that his name? Yongi, yeah. Yongi, Yongi as well. Uh, well, same guy. You know, you know, you guys know. Um, so um, wherever you want to start, Yoongi. yeah. <laughs> wherever, whenever you want to start, um, you could start at the beginning. You could start at the end. You could start with the dance. Whatever you want. Um, just, you know, pandemic's over. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, I love everything about this song except for that line. <laughs> um, <laughs> because it's not over. We're still in this. Like, a bunch of, especially K-pop stars are still, like, testing positive multiple times. Do not like to see that. But otherwise, I do love everything else about this song because where Nine Introduction Nine Intro was... Uh, like, you know, reestablishing himself as like an artist and stuff. This is like the true celebration of size back. Let's all have fun because that's all his music or like, especially his title tracks. Like it's, he's here to have fun. Like look at him, look how he performs. And like the, the production of this song, Sugar did a great job of like creating this atmosphere that really does feel like a party. Uh, so I really, really enjoyed that, especially because this is, I think a lot of the sounds that he uses isn't like typically Psy that we're used to. Like I mentioned the, like a lot of like EDM club banger kind of stuff that he does. This one is a lot more like, like definitely hip hop influence, a bit of like Latin influence with like the horns, you know, very Western style, uh, like old, old Western style, which uh, like it's, Really fun hearing Sai do this, but I think structurally it still definitely fits um, Sai's like energy and attitude. And God, there is there's so much energy in this song. Uh, I have so much fun listening to it, especially like it's a great chorus, great like you know chancy chorus. But that like breakdown, that breakdown, but like the 
the outro section is like the most fun thing, uh, especially if you're watching the music video and like want to do those dances too. It's it's just incredible. Um, but yeah, I know it's I, I love I love this song. It's it's great. I also love this song. It is. It took me back to the same energy of Gangnam Style. Um, just like the. It, I mean, I I feel like is it's it's short. It's a short song. Also, yeah. like um, she uh, the I don't know the 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 music video didn't leave there there were moments that um play to the same playfulness but i just feel like this is just a straight up um you know bop of a song like there's there's no parody being neat there's no there's nothing it's just like um, like a feel-good uh fun party song like there's nothing there's no political message um they're just i mean obviously the message is um We've been cooped up. Let's just like explode and have fun and like um, do that. Even though the they should say let's responsibly have fun because of, you know pandemic is still going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what I really found enjoyable about this song is that you can fit this song anywhere in size discography, and it would fit. It didn't d- didn't sound like now. It didn't necessarily sound like he was trying to pull from Gangnam Style the magic it just it this is Psy in general and shout out to uh, Suga for um, um, you know really finding like the sound that would help you know usher Psy back in um, I'm, I'm assuming a lot of the production uh, uh, you know went to him um, I was reading up about how uh, this song, um, um, sorry, I just uh, read a text. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, I thought I, I really enjoyed the fact that um, this song, according to Sai, was made in a GIF, just like, um, just really quickly. It was just um, him and uh, Yonggi just sending lines back and forth and then just like adding more. And then I think it was uh, created in like a short amount of time. Like it was instantly a hit uh, Mm -hmm. for them. And like it just makes sense. It just, there's just nothing intricate that you need to really like, you know, pinpoint. It's just everything is meant to be loud in your face and just make you want to get up and dance. Um, So... Uh, that I'll st- I'll I'll leave my thing for th- for now there. Uh, Steven, yeah. um, did you uh, do you know who Sai is? <laughs> <laughs> I I do. I reminded of who he was. Uh, the song, and I I will say I had the same thoughts about the song, just feeling like a party. It was so festive, and I was imagining like people just gathering in the streets outside. I mm-hmm. like the, the lyrics even say things like. Uh, yeah, crowded streets, people gathering hands in the air, and that's what it felt like. Uh, it was felt like it was ushering the war in the warmer weather, where where you want to go and do that. Um, but I also like was looking at the lyrics because uh, kind of related to my last point, like um, or that I was talking about nine intro that because he delivers like a lot of commentary on things, and like when we saw that 
Gangnam Style wasn't just this fu- like funny thing where he was trying to make a point about uh, like culture that I, I you can't be too sure about what the message is just by hearing yeah. or uh, watching the video. Like the music doesn't always suggest a certain um, like mood because uh, of like what he's actually saying. So uh, that, that I'm still I'm still like trying to figure out the messages when <laughs> going through the lyrics, but. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I wasn't sure if that line about the pandemic, he was actually being serious. like Or being cheeky, maybe. Yeah, was he, because he has that very, like, jocular tone throughout mm-hmm. his career. Like, yeah. is he, is he sending, is this a send-up of something? Is he commenting on it? Like, even, like, he, celeb is that, that's also about, like, celebrity culture. Like, I, it's just, mm-hmm. there's some, I'm sure there's some level of, like commentary with it, mm-hmm. a lot of his lyrics. So I was actually thinking that he was both being like, he, he means something about the pandemic being over, but like also about that idea that it just bringing up the idea that people are saying it's over. Like, like can how that makes sense. Realistic yeah. Can we be about that for someone who is so mm-hmm. like aware? Um, so yeah. like, yeah, I, I do still find this to be an incredibly fun <laughs> and like uh, <laughs> song. Just it, it feels like it's made for you to move to. Um, yeah, that that makes sense. <laughs> that it would still be a, um, a social commentary. Yeah, because it's. I I wouldn't be surprised if that you know that really is the the true message behind it, um, because that is again also very sci like to be like. Uh, making fun of everyone who feels like you can just you can relax too. <laughs> yeah, you can relax. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, Speaking of that, I'm very happy oh, that pretty much everyone at the CAX concert was masked up. That was nice. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah that was very. Shout out and, to everyone in that. And <laughs> they were very respectful of everyone's space. Yes. Like nobody was crowding, and also the average age was 15, <laughs> so nobody was drunk. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it I was felt just bad for the bartenders. It's <laughs> yeah. yeah. like, oh, no tips for us, I guess, tonight. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, the um, what was I gonna say? Uh, oh yeah, we we already knew that song when we were watching the concert. I just no no sorry, I'm just thinking about. Mm-hmm. Um, we were already uh, enacting what Sai was making fun is fun of us for. Um, okay. Um, I mean, what else can I talk about? I love the I love the brass, just the mm-hmm. the loud, explosive brass in this song. And yeah, like like you said, Alan Mark, very uh, American Western um, music inspired. Um, but I, it was just the I don't know. It just um, even during uh, Sugar's like rap verse, like that even felt. That that felt energizing because oh, I mean you cut yeah. out you cut out all the brass and the, the whatever the um, the horns and stuff um, and just when you isolate the percussion part like it just it made me like it 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 was like I was in a huddle like of a for like a sports team and just we were just like like mo- like getting ram- uh, amped up for like to explode again uh, with the chorus and um, um, yeah it's just. Uh, I, I, I'm having a hard time just being very analytical. I'm just like how you are with some of like these songs that are just like, 
I just really love it, and that's all I really want to say. It's mm-hmm. just. Um, do you guys have any specific callouts you want to talk about? Uh, no, I mean you're you mentioned Sugar's verse. Sugar's verse goes hard. I love it so much. <laughs> uh, but I was going over the lyrics just now, and like if you want to like really like dig in into like if there's some hit like hidden subversive meeting in here, um, my like lit major brain is turning yes. right now because especially if we go with the music video what if what if conspiracy okay what if like no sigh is representing like everyone celebrate like oh we could lighten up we're having fun but then uh yungi is like he's a personification of the pandemic <laughs> and how it's like um like his verse goes like oh god where's the lyrics uh like <laughs> because he's like uh i'm still here uh oh my god i just yeah have you forgotten what i do for a living like that unchanged even time goes by like that i don't care i don't care like that it's like that stuff um and um i've gotten better at taking punches those who tried to hit me with words was feel uncomfortable it's like still bragging about himself but it's like what if he's like writing as a personification of, of the pandemic and in the music video even too like they go like smack each other back and forth so it's like what that's just me like digging deep oh in, like, my <laughs> galaxy God. brain stuff so Soompi, yeah <laughs> make another bl- uh, blog post about this please <laughs> sister act <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, social commentary mm-hmm. allegories of size uh, that that um that, that makes sense because uh, he did win in the music he video when he was slapping and yeah oh. um okay I think you're on to something <laughs> maybe um, but yeah, the <laughs> okay. Um, shall we move on to the music video? I guess I know we already were talking about it, but how about that dance? Like that is like the most complicated, like viral dance that I will need to learn. Um, I feel like I, I just I I tr- I've tried it multiple times. Not the whole sequence, just some of the moves. Um. I just don't understand some of the finger finger game or finger f- finger uh, finger gun uh, sequences. But um, <laughs> you can use another word. <laughs> yeah, I know I was. <laughs> um, but yeah. Episode sixty nine. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot to mention that. <laughs> Holy crap! All right, oh, everyone, oh. this is episode sixty nine. <laughs> Nice. And yeah, we are. <laughs> Steven, that's how you got to end the episode <laughs> instead nice. of see ya. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, um, all right. Um, off the rails already. I love it. Um, this is going to be three hours long. <laughs> it really is. Re- this is why we really need two parts for this recording. Okay. So, um, music video. Uh, anything you wanted to call out aside from the whole Western oh. motif, I guess. Yeah. I, w- I was going to say, I-, I-, I shouldn't put an end date to my predictions. <laughs> I uh, just said, like, calendar year would be the duration of the cowboy uh, <laughs> western trend but clearly it's gonna continue it's probably gonna taper off but uh glad to see it i i will i'll say that this video i i would say there's it's a bit of a um, example of a size style of uh K-pop maximalism. There's quite a bit mm. <laughs> going on in the background. <laughs> we we saw uh, just a lot of people also in the mm. video. So uh, I would I was watching it and considering 
uh, adding it as the foremost expert on the topic. Um, <laughs> we're glad to see like it, it's not just twice who does it, but yeah, yeah, another very well regarded and popular artist too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's the most people I've seen in a music video. Also, yeah, it's like a lot. since the start of the <laughs> pandemic. Yeah, but I, I just love that move they do with with the the. The, when they go up and down and left and right. Yeah. Yeah, that part is just great. Um, but yeah, like you're saying, Alamark, it was just great for them to do the the outro. The, the say what you want. Do what you want. Um, just seeing that live and them just having a great time. Um, that, that, that choreography is incredible too. It yeah. It looks so much fun. And I think that's what I love about Psy. Like, um, you sort of like, I guess don't expect it because of the image he puts on of himself, but his choreography are always so like athletic and dude is 44 (laughs) and still pulling off some of these moves. It's just crazy. It's incredible. Yeah. Like, so what, like seeing them do all those dances, it's yeah. It just looks so much fun and look like it took, takes so much energy just to do it. Yeah. Um, And, uh, and on the, like the P nation or the Psy, uh, TikTok, mm -hmm. uh, channels, He's the one doing all the dancing for yeah. the challenges. It's just, I don't even, I can't, Sai, whatever you, you're uh, injecting into yourself, uh, please give me some. I need that, that fountain of youth. Um, okay, um, I think that's a good point. Unless, Stephen, one more thing, Madame. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, we, we already said your last name. <laughs> uh, that's fine. Um, what else? <laughs> I don't know. I, I do like that. that when Sai, when they were fighting, um, the that that choreo where like it's very like they're very clearly missing each other, and, and then his size like dying scene. It was very yeah. I really yeah. like his acting. Yeah, and then he gets up. Yeah. yeah. Speaking, I mean, speak of the sugar parts too. I love how he enters, where he just like jumps oh, into yes. frame. Yeah. Yeah. Just hops in. It's like, and it felt they, that's when they turned really like spaghetti western yeah. style with. There was uh, a disproportionate amount of people behind Sai versus Suga. And I was very upset at that. There was no even <laughs> split between the crew. And um, yeah, shout out to those people who uh, stood behind Suga. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay. Let's… Uh, oh, real quick. I love how um, they had to pl- do a nod to Gangnam Style by oh. him uh, doing the move, oh, but then yeah. also Sugar the like Jackie, basically yeah. kill, like saying like like slapping him away, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, ki- basically killing that character. It felt like a, like a cameo, kind of the way the yeah. Gangnam Style video had cameos, like pulling up in a car. It was like you just start pulling up in a car in the Gangnam Style <laughs> video, yes, and yeah. then here he pulls up in that suit. Uh, so I, it was a really nice like nod to that. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget your roots, I guess, or your yeah, that because that song technically came out halfway through his career so far. So yeah, um, okay. Okay, speaking of um, old songs, we are going to move on to track number three, which was technically re- like you know revealed in July of 2019, I believe, something like that. There was the, like part of the music video, or maybe most of the music video, was already shot and just shown on screen. Um, um, but it's it's great to have this be a part of the album because I really love this uh, song as well. It carries 
like a lot of it carries not the same but a similar energy from that that and keeps the party going um and this one is just like a, a more of a feel good i feel like um the the i was very upset though because i didn't know that this was an old song and mm-hmm. i was very excited to see that uh bay suzy was uh, tied to it but i didn't realize it was just the music video and i was very upset oh, yeah. at that fact so that's my dis- that's my only disappointment with this song is that um uh we only got to see her dance um but that you know what that's not that's not a bad trade off as well okay um uh, i'll let you guys kind of get more into the nuances of it but i just felt like this could be uh um you guys talk you should you guys should talk about who uh produced and arranged the song um the i'll song? leave it to you guys uh, uh, I'll, uh, I'll actually <laughs> any song oh. any song uh oh yeah uh, oh, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. um oh, but yeah uh i'll just generally say i felt like i could see this being used for like a pop and lock routine um or like a swing swing dance routine um for yeah um okay steven well, what did you yeah. think about salad 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 or salad 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 <laughs> as i've been seeing it <laughs> Oh, uh, you know, this one, I was also like, because it, it was an interesting song, um, because it also felt like another set of, like, commentary. Uh, specifically, when, when he just says that line about, like, oh, beer formula, I, I'm like, is he talking about, like, just kind of K-pop culture? But um, the song seems to be written from... The, the fan perspective, like saying they'll, they'll enjoy everything that their idol does. Um, but I, I did read that Sai said this song is kind of a, a 2022 version of his song from 2006 called Entertainer. And mm. I went to look at the lyrics from that. And these two, really, it really does seem like there's uh, a, like a, a conversation between them. <laughs> um, because that song... The lyrics seem like they are written from the perspective of like an artist uh, trying to appeal to fans. And they're kind of saying that they are willing to do anything to get the fans to like them. But in Celeb, it's saying like the fan will do, will like anything that the the artist does. So there's like this feedback between the artist and Mm -hmm. uh, the fan where like... They're, they're gonna get support no matter what but and the 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 artist is gonna mold themselves into whatever they want the fan to yeah. do so it's like that thing where you can't you have to give some kind of feedback or else you don't know what you're doing wrong like, right and I think that's just kind of a, a interesting point that uh might be being made there um that that yeah. musical like geniusness correlation so Kendrick Lamar of him um, anyway, sorry. That was just uh, <laughs> that was just a quick joke. <laughs> um, uh, oh yeah, but actually, uh, tying to Stevens' like, commentary about the lyrics, though, um, I did like. I think it's in my like when I was looking at it, I thought it was more than just like you know about uh, celebrity culture, but I think it was more of a commentary towards like fandoms and mm-hmm. how fans are specifically, and like these like how we've sort of cultivated like parasocial relationships from 
fans to uh to the celebrity you know mm-hmm. like because like yeah celebrities sort of like always show like even there's a line about like even the mundane things I'll I'll enjoy and stuff like that it's like how like fans will go above and beyond to like celebrities for like the most useless or like not it's like for pretty much like nothing essentially and I mm-hmm. feel like that's like really what the commentary was because especially like yeah. in the music video it's like he's sort of like looking kind of creepy here and there and the um you know it's like like you're you know you think you like the person but really you're you're liking what's presented to you from like what the company is how they're marketing right. the the individuals and stuff like that so yeah yeah the song um, though is great <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um uh, as I was alluding to it, um this has I feel like this has Zico like throughout it. Um it's it's got some of his like um very iconic dance pop um production styles. Um and I just really I really loved um I really love that saxophone. The, the just like a silly saxophone. I'm assuming it's the saxophone, yeah. Uh, whatever, um, um, but okay, uh, I I can move on now. Do you guys do you guys want to say anything more about the song? Uh, I think my only note is that uh, even though this is an older music video, I guess from a few years ago, it's really nice seeing Susie in the music video performing again. Even though she doesn't sing, like seeing her like dance and stuff, it's really fun because I was a really I liked Miss mm-hmm. A a lot. I was a big fan. And I know she like mainly does acting now. And like her last single that came out this year was like she wasn't even in the music mm-hmm. video. So it's like we don't even get to see her perform. So uh, it was really it warmed my heart seeing her like here. Yeah. I, I my my note about the video is that this is like a bad it's more traditional K maximalism than uh than, <laughs> first, than that that. So maybe that's where my mind was going. But um, yes. Yeah, lots of stuff. Uh, I was I just want to quickly say, like, I, I was thinking about the first artists he signed for his label, like Yona, Don, and Jesse, each who are very, who are kind of like iconoclastic within K-pop. Just like they, mm-hmm. they each stand out, and it feels like they are doing what they want to do, not necessarily just. To appeal to a fan, so that that's like it kind of maybe speaks to what Sai is trying to do with mm. um, his agency. I, I miss Triple H. I remember <laughs> Triple H stuff. That's what, that's what just that reminded me of. Okay, anyway, um, okay, let's move on, guys, to track number four. Oh. I like this one. I'm excited to talk about this one. It's entitled "You Move Me" and it features Sung Si. Kyung. Um and wait, who's next? Is it is it oh, you, Steve? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Perfect start. <laughs> okay. Perfect fit. All right, go. Um, what yeah. did you think about this uh lovely song? Well, I well, I think I had the same thought about what you were saying about Zico on the last song. Is how I felt about uh with Tablo on this one. Because he, <laughs> yeah. he wrote lyrics and then it was towards like the end of the song. It was like that last kind of sung part where not knowing it was Tablo, 
I was like, this yeah. sounds like something that we would hear <laughs> like Tablo do. Yeah. Yeah. And then upon mm-hmm. every replay, I was just hearing both voices in my head, like <laughs> hearing <laughs> Tablo's voice on this because it just felt like the, the the cadence and like the lyrics were just very similar to what I would hear from him. Um, but one thing I will also say is like all of the guest per- featured performers, they... They, everyone does a really good job on this album. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, I, I think this singer, Song Shikyong, he's like, I, I looked him up and I've seen his face. He's the host of a, the show Battle Trip, or he, I guess when that show was on. And I had no idea he was also a singer. So I was very surprised, very pleasantly, pleasantly surprised. Um, like, I think that too is like these... In a lot of variety shows, we see these uh, celebrities being very candid about taking a lot of different jobs. So, like, <laughs> yeah. I was also just thinking about, oh, this guy's actually, this guy's like actually a singer, not just a TV <laughs> host of a, a TV show. Um, yeah, uh, that, that's good. Yeah, that's like pretty much. Uh, what, but I, yeah. I, I like the song a lot. All right, Alan Mark, mm-hmm. what did you think about this song? No, I I really enjoyed the song too. It's like so nice. It reminded me of two different bands of two different eras. Uh, yeah. One being Gym Class Heroes. Yep, like, that's what I wrote that down vibe. too. That's what I wrote down. Uh, Damn it! Yeah, sorry. I took your, I <laughs> no, no, I this. knew it. I knew I it. I knew you would. I knew you mind. would say it. I, I, I knew you would say I, it. I should have started and just stuck with the first band that came to mind, which is <laughs> the Japanese band Dragon Ash. Also, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I wrote. <laughs> you got all my notes. <laughs> but like Dragon Ash had the song like Life Goes On. It has the same kind of vibe where it's like hip hop and like this like rock, almost reggae-ish kind of, or ska-ish kind of vibe to it. Uh, so it, uh, <laughs> like, that was really fun. And like, I don't know, I don't have a lot of, to this song uh, because like, I know, I just like the balance of like, you know, size rapping versus Sung Shi Kyung's like dancing. I thought, it, oh, not dancing, well, <laughs> singing. Uh, <laughs> I, still got, I still got that that on my mind. Uh, wow, and, <laughs> he really does need to do uh, a lot more entertaining. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's like a nice, um, I don't know, just like a nice patch of like calm, like brightness uh, after like the the high energy of everything. Uh, yes, yeah, so. I agree. Um, I think it was like perfectly placed too. It's um, okay because uh, you said gym class heroes. I'm gonna say this reminds me of that like. <laughs> Um, the from the two two thousand eight to like twenty eleven, like uh-huh. hip hop rock, like a hundred percent that. Even like the cadences of, like you're saying, uh, Stephen of um, um, size rap and the, the song itself. Um, I I wrote down this feels like um something an independent Asian hip hop uh <laughs> group would perform. Um, and of course I loved it, and I love that reggae guitar. Uh, that was, um. That was happening. But the thing that I really enjoyed, and I think you guys can agree, is those wonderful, wonderful strings that kind of started building up oh, yeah. halfway through the song. And then the way it carried into the bridge. it, it had Because I have to mention something video game related. It reminded me of a lot of the um, uh, Ocarina of Time uh, mm. ballads uh, with, mm. the, with the strings. And it was just so... 
it was so beautiful. Like it made it really it elevated this song into <laughs> the feeling I would get every time I listen to Tupac's "Life Goes On." Just like the emotional, it it it, it added more emotion to it, um, and so. Um, yeah, a lot of like li- going on with life, life moving on, life. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, that's all I have to say too about this song. Um, okay, uh, moving to what I think is again a great placement, just a nice journey we're taking along in this uh, album is track number five entitled "Sleepless," and that song features, depending on how you want to say it, highs, Hayes, Heim, Hayes. <laughs> He's. There you go. We'll go with he's. Okay, Al Mark, hey, what did you... Uh, hey, 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 um, yeah, he's... <laughs> um, uh, what, what did you think about this song? I I love this song so much. It is <laughs> so pretty. Like, uh, like it's size album. He does a great job. Like yeah. he's on this song <laughs> is just incredible. Yeah. Parts, I, don't, I don't really care are, about yeah, Sai at all. Parts are incredible on this song. Like so much that it might be my favorite on the album. I'm not 100 percent sure yet, but I, I, yeah, it's, I, it's like up there for me. I I love this song so much. The guitar work on it is very nice, but then like her voice matched with like just it's just guitar most of the time, and then the harmonies in the background. Mm-hmm. Like her parts are, it's so simple, but are arranged so well and so are so effective. Um, like they're just so effective musically, emotionally. Uh, and then it leads to like the the post chorus part where it goes back and forth between side doing those like, and then uh, and then Hayes, yeah, yeah, matches it with like a melodic, like it is this is such a pretty song and i love it and i don't know what it's about yeah i, <laughs> I was like this song i bet the lyrics the lyrics match the, the, yeah, I was like, the title it's yeah. not about the rich people <laughs> yeah um, um okay um I, I don't really want to take away anything from what you said, Alamark. It just sounds. I just I'm going to echo it as well. I I I thought this was a a, a haze track featuring Sai. Honestly, like it just it felt, um, but it was a nice um, a nice contrast. I feel like just the mm-hmm. the relaxed talk rap that he was doing. Um, I I really enjoyed the that that aspect as well. It just. Um, it lended um, like a it, it it lended the you know the pleasant and then sort of not harsh but you know very like rapid fireness of um, size part like it was kind of it, it it it's like salty and sweet like it added it it was it created a great flavor I guess so to speak about the song um, but yeah I don't know if there is any percussion isn't it all acoustic it just feels like seven guitars are playing at the same time um, and so the, the percussion you're hearing is just the uh, the downstroke or you know the um, oh, on the guitar itself on right? the guitar the yeah it might just be hitting the strings is the, the sound or like whatever maybe they do like a palm hit or something like that but it's just I loved how acoustic the song was it's just it but the acoustic was so clean and beautiful like it could have just i could have heard that the instrumental and would have been like wow this is wonderful um 
Okay, that's all I'm going to say. I, I don't really want to. It's just, it's nice. Okay, Stephen, uh, did we take everything away from you? Uh, yeah. Uh, did you also think this? Yeah. Did you yeah. also think this is a dragon ash? Uh, <laughs> this is the song <laughs> that I said was the dragon ash one. Um, <laughs> but I should just stuck with that note. <laughs> um, okay. Oh man, yeah. Now I have like a lot of the same thoughts, but after my first listen of this song i just put on Hayes' album for last year and just mm. and like just started listening to her just i was like waiting for the song to be over so i could just listen to more Hayes. um yeah but yeah but then like going back to the the to the song sleepless it yeah it's just so so pretty um i i, I really loved how each chorus is slightly different um like it starts with it and then they're just little things like the way it ends. She she goes up at the end of the first one. Uh, she like starts high at the third one. Like it just it it doesn't feel like that you're just singing the same thing every time. So uh, yeah. I really like that. Yeah, so nice. <laughs> um, Alan Mark, you said it's your favorite song. Do you want to add <laughs> any more uh, flavor, or are you good? Are you good with whatever you said? You know, I'll stick to the simplicity of my notes just as the song is as simple as it is beautiful. So I love it. I love it. Um, Okay. And in a complete 180, we're going to go to track number six (laughs) entitled Ganji featuring another P Nation artist, Jesse. And did you guys know what Ganji stood for uh, before you uh, heard the song? Oh, not before. Or, I, mean, not before. I tried to look it I up. Did look it up. <laughs> I looked it up too. Um, um, but I, I think uh, the general consensus is that this means swag, <laughs> like the general swaggerness of. I don't know what is what is your definition. What did you guys look up, or what did you guys? <laughs> I um, saw. I saw swag. <laughs> okay, okay. I saw. Yeah, like very, very cool. Like effortlessly mm. cool. It seems like you could use the word. Ganji, or the phrase that had the word Ganji to describe, say, Johnny at the Met Gala. <laughs> or, oh, absolutely. <laughs> but, that yes. boy looked good. But you, oh. wouldn't, you wouldn't use it to describe uh, most anyone else at the Met Gala. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just Johnny. Just kidding. Yeah, I, yeah. I really, I didn't really see too many. But uh, I did see Johnny at least. Yeah. Oh, d- yeah. didn't we all? Um, okay, so... Okay, um... Where do I where do I start with this? I'm having a hard time like loving these songs um ironically because I'm finding that I just love them in general. <laughs> That's like good. it's I yeah, yeah. I, I just I I want I want to be critical but a part of me just loves the fact that size back and these songs are very pretty and like <laughs> all these features are amazing and Jesse is fantastic on this track just like Isai already brings it, um, brings an edge to it. But then when Jesse hits, it's just like a combination of all those like really powerful, in your face, aggressive rapping styles. Um, I, I mean, I was finding there was a, there was a flow, there was a couple lines where she almost sounded like Nicki Minaj for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just I loved how the bass. I, I love how they sampled. Um, the sound you would hear when you're walking on the street and then someone with a really bad like subwoofer like <laughs> drives by you and then um, 
and that really rattly bass sound is what they what this bass is. So I I, I don't know what I want to hear this in a car. I feel like it. That's probably the best part, the best way to to take this because I'm listening to it in AirPods and headphones, and it I hear the bass, but I that rattle I feel like would be much better in a car. Um, but yeah, uh, not only that, the piano hook it felt nostalgic in a way, very simplistic, very of the like early late 2000s early 2010s like you know just like your simple three to four note uh hook um and yeah uh ganji um <laughs> steven <laughs> please please uh make my uh notes sound way better oh. than it did coming out of my mouth <laughs> uh, i don't know how to do that um but yeah i i, I thought this song was really Really good. Um, it reminded me a bit of another song Jesse is on. Uh, what's the one with Flowsick? Um, I forgot what it's called. Wet? Ooh, is I that wet? Uh, I don't remember. Oh man, I don't know. But the videos, they're like in a hotel. Yeah, but because the beat on that is simple. And I think it's mm-hmm. kind of made to highlight the the rappers on it. Um, and I, I felt like this might have so far on the album. My favorite like side flow on it mm-hmm. uh, and at times it did remind me of the how Flowsick sounded on on this, his song with Jesse and but the beat when I heard it and I saw that Jesse was on it I, I like and I knew like she was just gonna kill it like it sounded like it was made for her it probably was and mm-hmm. with and by like with her because I'm sure they were all just around each other at some point um, right. but I loved how it switches up mid-verse and then uh, they kind of they do their own like little switch of, of their flow. Um, yeah, Jesse has some great lines. Uh, I like their line that ends with "doper than the '80s." Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it has multiple multiple meanings. Uh, and then just the the way she delivered the "bite me like they got the rabies" line too. So, oh, man, she, she's just so captivating, and yeah. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I don't have much more to say, but y'all uh, did. But I love, uh, like, this is a perfect song for Jesse, especially in the context of, like, lyrically as well, because uh, it's sort of, it lyrically too, it sort of seems like it's, like, a CEO of, like, any other company talking to one of, like, like uh, one of their artists and being like, you know, you have to be, you have to be this, you have to speak. Like your your Korean has to be oh, yeah. like well pronounced. Like you're you have to be a bit more not proper, but then like you have to present yourself in a way that is more palatable and yeah. um <clears throat> like so that you know that the greater audience can uh, you know enjoy. But this song features Jesse, who does not care <laughs> about all of that stuff. Yeah. So that's what makes it even like more perfect, especially like looking at the lyrics with the with the sound too. And uh and there's there's something about this beat too that like it feels like a little dated and throwback a bit for now. Like uh the first beat, it reminds me of Mims, This Is Why I'm Hot, and that's in the best way possible. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, that's a great, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Just, just a great song. Great, like a really fun, (laughs) fun song. I just can't believe we have six more songs to talk about. Like it just, this would have been fine. Like if we just came out with these tracks. Like, 
Yeah, as a mini, but he's never mm. released a mini album. It's all been full albums, huh? Oh, that makes sense. Mm. Um. Okay. Uh. Do you guys have any? I know you just went out, Mark. Uh, Stephen. I have no more. No more yeah. notes. Good. Um. I'm good. I I'm excited to talk about the the latter half. But um. Mm. But yeah, we have a whole lot to talk about still. Um. We're gonna take a much needed break because we we are uh we're very. <laughs> exhausted from dancing to that that um stick around we'll see you on the p nation side We got six more songs to cover for Psy's ninth album. And like I said, in this album, there is a remake of a an 80s track. And Steven, you started us off um, when we uh, uh, in the first half. So I'll have you start off again. Um, let's talk about track number seven, entitled Now, featuring Hwasa, which yeah. I feel like Mamamoo just... Like everyone from Mamamoo is getting so much action right now. But I know. Like they yeah. are so active like as soloists. And so I just love… I love the fact… But the fact that Mamamoo st- still released an album recently. Like they're… It's crazy how, yeah. how active they are. But we get we get uh, the wonderful Hwasa to, um, to feature on this track. And please tell me… What did you think about this? Well… I will just say that… This is my favorite song on the album. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Um, all right, so uh, I won't say much right now, um, but go ahead and tell me why it's your favorite song in this album. I think just it's like I don't know. It has the best melodies. I think. Mm-hmm. I think the overall feel of it, it even though it is using the the very still in fashion like. 80s uh, yeah. sounds or yeah I mean it's a it, Hwasa is like the perfect choice for the duet singer um, I, I don't know I, I I wasn't even all too familiar with the original like source material I think th- this song it's a cover of the Korean version of the original yeah. song mm-hmm. <laughs> and like I I think I I've heard if I hear the English one, I'll be like, yeah, I know. I've heard this before, but I I don't know. Like, I don't know who it is. <laughs> or it's like Jermaine Jackson and someone else. But mm-hmm. like, I, I don't think I could tell you if I just heard it. I would yeah. be like, yeah, I know this, but… This is definitely the first time I've heard any rendition of this song. Yeah, so. it, it's just… Yeah, it. I don't like remember… I didn't recognize it as a, a cover when I first heard it. But I mean, it's so good. Like… And it's a faithful cover, I'd say, uh, of the of both versions. But like, I thought that synth like riff in the back. I thought maybe that was new, but it's like mm-hmm. the same one that they use. Like, yeah, exactly. But just like modernized. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. 
I think just modern production. Very clean, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, okay. I uh, so Alamark does not get to talk to, with <laughs> us for uh, the second half of this episode, but he did make sure to mention to us that this is also his favorite song, um, and I think I. I I was a little wishy-washy, but just hearing you, Steven, talk about it, um, I'm just going to say that it is all yes. yes. <laughs> We got a hat trick. We, we got a, a hat trick in this album. I, I For the, all the same reasons you said um, is uh, exactly why I think it's the <clears throat> best song. It's just… Um, it, from… <clears throat> I don't know. There's… I, I will say, though, the first time I heard it, I, I thought it was too. It sounded too dated. Like it sounded too '80s for me. And then I needed to go listen to it more and more, like as a whole, like with the album. And I realized that this is the most fun track. And like, um, like you said, production-wise, it is. It is great. Like the, the, um, the, 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 the wavy sigh synth that they use. Like it just. It's like the perfect tone. To like still to sound like it's from the '80s, but also sound like a lot of the like you mm-hmm. said the the 80, '80sification of K-pop nowadays. Like it still it still sounds great. It was reminding me of like Flashdance, like the same type yeah. of '80s where it just it felt fast paced and you needed to like it. It makes me want to like run in place. Um, that's what this song does. Yeah. Um, and. Um, yeah, I I went back. I so I looked it up. You're right, Jermaine Jackson and uh, Pia Zadora is the, ah. uh, the female duet duetist duetter. I don't know uh, <laughs> of the song "When the Rain Begins to Fall," and even that song by itself is like the original yeah, is wonderful. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so I feel bad for not knowing it until now. I know. But, um, <laughs> there's something about the Korean version that makes it. Almost harken back to what Korean music was before K-pop. It was a lot of these like soloist ballads, <clears throat> like standing in front of the stage, in front of the audience, and like singing their heart outs. And this is this was like reminding me. I don't know if the Korean cover um, was that old, like from the eighties. Well. Yeah, it came out in like nineteen eighty-six or something. Or oh, like, perfect. Oh wait, okay. like not. Yeah. Like very short after the original came out. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, I think that this song fits perfectly with Cape, like what people knew as Korean music, um, before K-pop hit, and uh, it was fun to. It, it was nostalgic in that sense. I feel yeah. like. Yeah. And um, yeah. Yeah, I was reading an article. I read read like one article about the album, but it was. I Sai said that. This is a song, or the original was a song his parents really liked. And I guess oh, yeah. he wanted to put this on the album, which that's nice. Um, I feel like also this song, um, like, Sai, he can, like, he's a, he can sing. But, like, maybe, like, vocally, it's not his maybe strongest point. But mm-hmm. on this song, there are these like held notes that he sounds really good on. Like, oh, yes, the, like yes. just all the ones that begin a line. Um, so I think this is, he said, he like, it just really fits him well. Um, and I do think if I, if I like 
could refer again to Sai's like very clever <laughs> like decision making and uh, okay. kind of just what his awareness of of the of culture like it feels very clever for him to have a an eighties song but have it sound like it did like originally what in the context of all of these songs today like kind of borrowing those sounds this one just feels more like they're just redoing it to be faithful yeah to the original it's like it's it feels like he's saying he doesn't need to like do yes anything new but it's kind of like I I, I, I I tried to yeah 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 I don't know exactly how to describe yeah, it but a, a faithful <clears throat> adaptation I don't know uh, I, I I completely get what you're saying it's um like it, I mean it's just the notion of not like don't don't change or I don't know not yeah if it needing to change or fix what's yeah uh, yeah not broken so um yeah. Uh, I want to see the music video. Is there? Is there? Yeah, there's. One? There is a video. I, it's like a performance video. I yeah, don't, I, I did you see? That, yeah. yeah, that's that's. I saw that. It, I think. I yeah. I would also love to see. I would love to see an eighties, affied like. Don't make it look all new. Like put the all the, the VHS feel, filters yeah. and everything like that. And I think like Hwasa, I think she's had like big hair before, but. I think oh, it would yes. be perfect. Curly. Yeah. Like, oh man. Uh, okay. Uh, well, I don't think we have to really talk about the yeah. rest of the, the album. <laughs> like, we're pretty much good. Uh, if only, um, <laughs> if only Dear Me was our favorite song. Anyway, <laughs> um, we still, we still got to talk about the final, the other five songs. So I'll, I'll go ahead and move us sure. along. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'll be happy to tell Alan Mark or I, I think we're going to be happy to tell Alan Mark that we also find this to be our favorite song. Okay. Um, but it's not like the fun doesn't stop. Like, I feel like this is the point where um, a lot more of the, you know, really the B-sides of mm-hmm. this album get to shine. And um, none other than us number eight entitled Happier, which features... Um, uh, I forget. Crush is a, a part of P Nation. Oh right? yes, it? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, love Crush. I mean, yeah. Anytime you get to hear Crush, like that's like whenever a Dean is. I mean, right. Yeah, Dean and Crush are like that's in the same um, realm for me. Like the same. I hold them in the same like pantheon. Like, and so just to hear a Crush, um, a Crush. Uh, Chorus or verse, I don't know. Yeah, um, is great. But aside from that, this is another song that really gets to channel a lot of what I think is size superpower, which is just his chameleon-like nature to just be in any song that he wants to be in. And like we we heard it back with, um, um. I think sleepless, yeah. yeah. Sleepless. He had a lot of the um, the relaxed, relaxed rapping, and this one, it's almost it it evokes a lot of like the emotional hip hop ballads that are included in you know albums where, um, where you do have the really 
heartfelt singer, featured singer. That's Crush. Um, but then with this one, he I feel like he was really channeling a lot of the cadences and the um. like syncopations of like early 2000s, um, even late 90s uh, hip hop. And I, I, I thought that was great. Like this is, we, we came to the 90, uh, 80s and then now we're moving up to the 90s with this song. And um, it was a great song as well. I just, I'm, I'm finding it hard to, because a lot, okay. Um, I was going to save this to the end, but I'll kind of insert it now. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy the fact that I feel like this album was made for us, like our our generation of people, uh. and um, and no, nothing here sounds like fourth gen. Maybe I don't know. It just doesn't sound modern, even though it's like modernized music. It's all evoking. It really like yeah, yeah. evokes the nostalgia, but not in a, a, a you know in a tired way. Mm-hmm. And I think this one. You can imagine a point in your life, at least for me, I'm sure you could too, like where you like, you were listening to this type of music. Maybe like it was late at night, like in your bedroom kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I, 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 uh, as great as, as the song is, I love it even more because of how, uh, how much it transports me into like a different, like headspace and m- mindset or, you know, like, it's like a blast from the past for me, mm-hmm. kind of song. Um, what did you think about? Did did this song make you happy, or did <laughs> yeah, it make you sad? Well, <laughs> it, this or it kind of made me a little bit. Yeah, hearing Crush <laughs> that that made me happy, of course. Uh, <laughs> but then, like as I was saying at the uh, at the beginning, maybe maybe just an hour ago uh, of the beginning of the episode, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was saying how like. Okay, I bet a lot of these lyrics they're just going to be in Korean, so I'm not gonna. They're not gonna really hit for me, but yeah, I, on here there is a line that does hit. When whenever Crush just uh, when it, that first time he's saying, "I want to be happier," and like like yeah. I know I completely understood, <laughs> and just the way he's saying it, like yeah. oh man, I I, I felt it. Um, yeah, I have to say, like uh, I felt similar about this song as I did. About sleepless, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I think they both have like Hayes starts pretty much right away, and then in in sleepless, and then crush. He like he has two seconds, and he comes in for this one. But mm-hmm. I feel like maybe he was less of a focal point for me as <laughs> as much as Hayes was before. Yeah, on the other song, but I still thought he was so good on this, um, especially in the in the end where yes. he does all those like. I don't know, falsetto notes, yeah. things that you know him to do at his best. Um, but there are some parts that I really like size rhythms. Like in the pre chorus, they're kind of like the triplets, like the da 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 that section. You're right. Um, so I, 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 I always looked forward to that when it came out. Um, there's some cool bass also in the bridge. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to you, Alan. Um, yeah. Cool bass. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always forget to do that. Okay. Um okay, let's uh let's move on then. Sure. Um move on to track number nine entitled Hello Monday. And Steven, please tell me oh, I just saw how long Happier is. It's four minutes long. Jeez. Oh it's one of the longest songs. Okay, sorry. 
<laughs> I just got distracted. Um, okay. Hello, Stephen. What did you think about this song? <laughs> Hello, my, yeah, this song is very interesting, I think. Um, <laughs> first off, the title is uh, <laughs> separate from the song. It's just something I would love to be able to say one day to a person. Say, <laughs> Hello, Monday. Congratulations on uh, winning your 12th uh, Tony Award. <laughs> I don't know. Monday <laughs> Is Monday going to… Someday, maybe she'll be on Broadway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but okay, about this song, um, I think where I will just focus on is just like the, just I think the message of it. It's, it seems to be all about work culture and like, uh, just, like I you can kind of get that just from Hello Monday. Like you're greeting yeah. the start of the week, uh, and he's saying he's just talking about how he's thinking about like having to go into work and like his focus is is making money and like working hard but like when he was a kid I think he was imagining different things but now he's just kind of stuck in this Mm. repeated like like cycle and it made me think of this term to to uh, describe modern day Korea which was coined by like some youths uh, on the internet. They started referring to their, their society as like hell, hell Joseon or like hell Korea. Um, okay. There was a recent episode of the Tableau podcast, the uh, the one uh, I think uh, what was it called? But the one on on Vice that that was about his whole yeah. ordeal. Um, yeah, and if Alan Mark was here, I'm sure he would have remembered uh, more about that episode. But like, there's this incredible sense of um like discontent and like anxiety about the the future of and like the economic prospects of of the young people like a lot of people are just feeling unhappy and about their situation and working hard for very little in return or <laughs> so like i think there's a lot about uh just modern society like i think specifically there's a context in in korea that would be more very relatable we can relate i think but i think for his local audience there there's something that uh we will kind of we'll we could only ever get explained to us I, like mm-hmm. then the, then we'll have the exact same feeling of um yeah, I don't have too much about the sound of it, but uh, I was just trying to get into more of what I think he was trying to say. Um, okay, I think that was a lot more than a lot more poignant than what I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> but I, I will, I because I didn't get the message at all. I just I was purely listening to it sound wise, mm-hmm. and um. There was a part of, I, now that you're mentioning all the work stuff, like I get, I makes sense now. I'm I'm getting the t- like I'm getting the emotion from the song and how it relates to work. Um, uh, but when I was initially listening to it, it I don't know. It sounded a little bit more carefree to mm-hmm. me. Um, where maybe it was the piano staccato piano uh, hits that were just making it seem more play playful or more childish um but now that i'm g- 
getting a sense of from what you said i i now think it's relating to the fact that um uh it it's it's almost like the, i think the the fact that the piano just keeps doing that plays to the fact that it's like very repetitive mm -hmm. a la work yeah um, and like the, the the cycle and the grind that you have to do um and so yeah that's that's neat i'm just like getting that revelation right now <laughs> Um, but the one thing I, I did want to point out was the little, the fun bridge that came along, uh, which is like, oh, I, I didn't know how to categorize it, but I just wrote down like a hip hop rock kind yeah. of uh, moment, like a little uh, country hip hop or something like that. Um, yeah. I feel there's like some something nice Kid Rock there. would, you know, mm -hmm. uh, perform to. Uh, so that was kind of fun to get that moment, uh, that moment, especially with like Sai just saying like, I don't know, ad-libs or whatever. Saying stuff like, get that money. Yeah. Money, I, money, yeah, money. That's, I, and that's <laughs> part of the, the message. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's it's different like when, when you hear get money in another song, like yeah. in an actual hip-hop song. Yeah. Um, this one, he's saying, I like, I, that's all I care about. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it kind of confirms if anyone, if you've ever watched like one episode of a K drama, it's like, yeah. like it, he talks about, there's a line about him like getting drunk uh, and thinking about something. And it, like, that reminded me that I think there, there's like a lot of alcoholism in, in Korea. And like at one point, there was, they were maybe the, like the most, they drank the most per capita. And like, it, wow. Like, there's a strong culture of like drink, like connecting to like drinking and, and work. It's like drinking is part of your work culture, like that makes sense. with your bosses. There's yeah. always those scenes, in, yeah, where like I you can't like this, refuse yeah. a drink if it's offered yeah. to you. Same in like Japan, I feel yeah, like. yeah, yeah, where you always have to, you know, you, you, uh, you're stuck at work all day and you're just doing, um, a very boring, repetitive job. And then it's like part of the culture. It's especially like salary men, right? Yeah. Where they um they all go out to the bars and drink their sorrows away and everything like that. Yeah. Um, which is uh not good, but uh oh well. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I you know, as much as I initially went into this album going like, this sounds like a normal album. <laughs> There's like not much like social commentary and parody, but as we talk about it. And look into it some more. Like, I think that's just the genius of Sai. Like, yeah. he will make fun of you without you even. Realizing. I think, yeah. <laughs> I I was like realizing that as I was going through the like the rest of the songs too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he's really good at disguising um, an insult. So yeah, um, in a nice neat package. Um, okay, uh, so I will move on to track number ten entitled every day and i don't think we need to go too much I, I i personally don't need to go too much into this yeah i will just say that this sounds like a perfect anthemic song to play and what did you see um i don't know if you saw but he performed that that recently like maybe oh. in the past couple of days to like a huge arena and they were Hell, all jumping up and down um and so i figured this would be a great song in between song or something like that. Uh, you you play this in Vegas. Like this has all the uh, EDM tropes. Like this is like the perfect uh, music file to send to all the visuals, 
the like the the smoke and the lights uh, machine so that mm-hmm. it hits at the right moments and everything like that. But yeah, this would be an easy song to program to is what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, it's I I don't necessarily hate it, but I I don't need to listen to it. Yeah, uh, especially when the part the part that goes like dun, 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 dun. yeah like like that part. Um, but uh, the other parts are like I think the intro is okay. Like it sounds like your normal um, David Guetta or um, I don't know, like the very popular. YouTube yeah. Members. Okay. <laughs> do Do you want to say anything more? I or, do. Uh, um. Yeah, I think. Okay, this one also. It, it, I'm not really into <laughs> EDM. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think as much. Yeah. Looking if if the translation or if the Google Translate uh, that I read it through the lyrics are, is to be trusted. I think this is another like clever song oh, that no. uses oh, EDM as like a theme because he he does mention that something was translated to festival and then like something he specifically says EDM in it in like at the oh, end okay. and like I think it's it's it feel it kind of felt like he was reflecting on his career in a way mm-hmm. like it it felt a bit like like kind of a somber <laughs> reflection of it and I felt like the that drop part that instrumental section was not as celebratory or like as mm. as a, maybe another typical EDM song might sound, but you could hear it at like a music festival. But yeah, I think when I was hearing it, I was like, "This, there's a bit of like gloom here." It it kind of sounds mm-hmm. like uh, kind of I don't know sinister in a way. But the, um, there's a part <clears throat> with the uh, the bridge where it's like the chanty part. Yeah. Even that sounds kind of creepy, like little children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I, I don't really think it's that like I don't know weird or like that dark of a song. I, yeah. I think it is really a song to jump up and down to. But yeah. uh, I don't know. Maybe my reading of it was just thinking too much about. If well, I, I mean that's the fun thing yeah. about Sai. Like you, you could be right. Like when you were talking about. The whole um, um, allegory of that, that the possible allegory, maybe because this song's called Every Day, and you could interpret it as let's like party and have fun every day, or it's commenting on Sai's career, and like maybe he just doesn't like every day he has to do these type, these like this type of sound or. Um, I don't know. I want to look into it as much as you yeah. look into it. But look, look into these songs. I I did note that there was it did end with like some optimism. I think that oh, sounded okay. very happy. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. good. Okay. Yeah. Um, maybe he likes doing this. Every I think he maybe. likes. Yeah, I think he likes it. He wants to do it. Uh, yeah. And I think this was a sound he also wanted to make. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah. it's perfect for the con- the arena concert. Yeah. So. I, I, it would be, yeah, I could just see him off stage, like, uh, or on stage, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, what if he does a world tour? Oh, world tour, just America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just America. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, track number 11, entitled Forever, featuring uh, Tablo. 
uh, a lot of tableau in this mm-hmm. <laughs> in this album. Um, but Stephen, what did you think about this song? Okay, I am once again gonna go into what I think or uh, overanalyze a bit. Um, okay, this is. I think I was I was looking at uh, the song titles, and then it feels like this is the the third part of kind of a uh, this time related trilogy of songs that uh, we have <laughs> hello monday um every day and then now forever so each one takes on a different scale of time one is like a single day <laughs> every day talks about it like a that's like a frequency and then forever is like the length of time so each of these i think is kind of a reflection on his career um Every day, I think, I don't know, maybe it's thinking more about the present. But this forever is like, this one, it seems like he's wanting it to continue. But it also feels like he's thinking about his, what he, what's next. Like, kind of thinking about, it, it kind of sounds like something's ending. Like when you're thinking, yeah. you're saying, I want this to last forever. It, it, it's your recognition that at some point it's going to end. But at the same time, it, it sounds like uh, a song for everyone who everyone who's like stuck around or everyone who's yeah. been a fan of his, who became a fan of his. Um, it could also sound like just uh, like a love song for an individual, but uh, yeah. I, I think um, it it is. Yeah, I, I I think it came at the right like. I don't know if it was intentional, but like it felt like where it was placed. Uh, it was after the everyday near <laughs> the, towards the, ta- the, end, the time trilogy, yeah, of the of the album. Um, so some notes about the song. It took them four days to write, record, and edit it, <laughs> and but it took three years to share it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I I think I saw like a little snippet where he said this yeah. album took like five years to make. Yeah. Um, but in this song, you get to. I I always appreciate a a, a moment to get some sigh vocals, and um, I f- I feel like I think sigh mainly did the chorus, right? So it's just a, a lot of those like elongated, um, so those elongated notes um, that he would uh, hold and ring out. Like it just, I don't know. It's it it added a little like melancholy like prettiness to the voice and i i i just felt mm-hmm. um i i was neither because okay this is another one of those like transport you back in time type of songs yeah um, um but for this one i i think you're right like i i don't um i i can see both of the messages like like the maybe it's time to uh, hang up the towel kind of message, um, especially when Tablo says nothing less forever, like you know stuff like that. Um, but I, yeah, I think you're right. It's it might just be more self-reflective, and it's not yeah. necessarily a commentary of him like having to keep doing this or you know wanting to keep doing this, but it's just. Maybe it's, he's just talking about his career as a whole and like how he will be remembered forever mm. or, or something like that. Like, 
even though his time in the spotlight doesn't last forever, like Sai as the entity or like, you know, mm. the impact will last forever. Um, yeah. I don't know. But I love yeah. reading into things as well. I I, uh, I don't think there's really any indication that he's going to not release music on his own. I like, know, we said, yeah. he's going to be, he looks the same. He moves the same. He sounds the same. Yeah. Like, I I can only aspire to be as um, as nimble as he is at his age. So I'm ready. I just want to go to sleep. Like, <laughs> I I just can't. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Do you have anything else before? Uh, no. Oh. Uh. I liked the guitar and the beat a lot on this. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, I really like the beat and the oh, and the chords at the end of the song were really nice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. All right, let's finish off strong with track number twelve entitled "Dear Me." And this one, I mean, with the title itself, it's almost like a self reflection. Probably, mm-hmm. I don't know if he's um. Uh, hold on, I gotta sneeze. Um, I don't know if he is again. I didn't look into the message purely sound on my end, but this song sounds like the the right way to finish off an album that's meant to be like a good time or like a party. Like this is this one builds up into um, a very climactic ending, um, and I, I think. I, even though he wanted to include some of these like ballady type songs, he just wanted to end it on like a fun note, and I think he succeeded with that. The um, the guitar little lick in the beginning, it um, I don't know what it reminds me of, but it just sounds very like. Um, oh, I I can't I I can't pinpoint it. There's like another song that kind of has that uh. same like ding 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 ding. ding. I just can't. I can't pinpoint it, but it also sounds like the intro to any like, you know, new tech press conference. Where, like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, <laughs> do you need yeah. a solution for your <laughs> for your sales? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to SalesCon or something like that. Um, okay, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll talk more later about the stuff, that, the fun stuff that happens at the end. Um, but I'll, I'll just leave for now with my note about how I love all the synths, all the mm. layering of the synths that they have in this song. Like it just, um, there's some parts where it sounds a little, you know, spacey, galactical, chiming in the back of the ears, but they, they layer a lot of these synths and it just sounds very pretty when everything, like in the chorus. Um, um, yeah. Okay. Uh, what are your some what are your like final notes for this song? Oh uh, yeah, I I also really liked the guitar. It reminded me a bit of that Temper Trap song. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That might be it. That, that one. It. Yeah. Um But yeah, this song was I I kind of just thought it was okay. Um yeah. I I didn't take too much notes. Uh yeah, it was like Fine. That's I it. like that, you're the. Right. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Oh, the, right. the what's sweet, it called? Sweet, sweet disposition. disposition. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Thank um, you. Shout out yeah. Indonesia or Australia? Oh, I don't know. 
I okay. forget where that guy's from. The the lead singer. All I know is that… Oh no. The group's from Australia. But I think the lead singer's from Indonesia. Oh cool. Yeah. I love that. It's just like a an Asian guy surrounded by a bunch of Australian… Like white Australian guys. Mm. Um, I think. Don't okay. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> internet. I'll look it up while you're talking. Okay. okay but uh, you're what, saying, Yeah. No. I like the… Like the atmospheric sound. They always had the… Something to fill up the space for this song. And uh, I did like that. But I guess I don't know if I really thought the key change was needed. Or that or <laughs> it, that it added much to the song for me. Because uh, it was like if they didn't do it, it would have been like the same to me, I think. <laughs> um, they needed to key change It didn't down. like… That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it didn't like boost the song as much no, as no, like no. some key changes would. But yeah, it didn't elevate it. For yeah, sure. it just more like it was just it just sounded the same. Almost. Yeah, they only pitched it up by like half a half a step or something. Yeah. Um. Uh. Okay, you, you pointed out the key change, um, and so I guess my last the only thing I want to say is that I'm really sorry, Alamark, you're not. A part of this episode because I know how much you would have loved to have talked about that fade out, that <laughs> natural fade out that happens at the end, which to Alamark rarely happens, and he's oh. very happy every time it does. It's a long fade out. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It, it, it just goes on. Yeah. I like. Oh my gosh, that that's <laughs> a long. Fade- <laughs> Oh man! It's like okay, fifteen seconds. Yeah, oh, man. that's a it's a good fade out. Yeah, just a just a nice solid like just conclusion to your experience of this album. Um, okay, um, I have nothing else to say about this song. I'm okay to call last call. Sure, you, you are. Yeah, I'm good. Um, all right. Um, you have been talking a lot about. All of this insightful, poignant stuff. So I uh, will start first. Oh no! Okay. Um, or you, you have no pressure to be as poignant for your final right. thoughts. But um, I'm just gonna say, um, Sai has been a very prominent figure for K-pop for me. Um, whether I'm like you know excited to listen to his stuff or not, he just will always be the face, like a, a face of K-pop, and so. Um, I'm always appreciative of any comeback uh, that he has. And I feel like this is… I really like this evolution of Psy because he still gets to have fun. Because I feel like… I think Gangnam Style really got to him creatively. It just… I just feel like the creative expectations to follow of Gangnam Style… There was no way Mm -hmm. he was going to surpass that song. And so… The, the the following years, uh, immediately after Gangnam Style, I just felt like he was trying to, maybe, he was forced to chase that, uh, like you know that popularity or like that that magic again, um, even coming out with songs that were very similar, Daddy, Gentleman, all that stuff, um, but this one does not sound like that version of Psy. Like this one sounds like. I now own my own music studio and I'm just going to make whatever music I want, Sai. And I am all for that. And I'm very happy that he started P Nation and he 
basically got all of our favorite, like some of our favorite mm-hmm. artists part of them. So um, I hope he never stops making music. And that's, that's what I'm going to say. Yeah. I hope he makes music forever. Yes. <laughs> all right. Uh, um, what, are your, uh, what are your last call notes? Yeah. I think, I, I don't think I've ever listened to this much sigh in a period of time. <laughs> um, except for like seeing different people doing Gangnam Style. <laughs> like, oh my God. Uh, before, before this uh, release, I just watched all the parodies. Oh and I was God. just like, my God, what a weird time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I, I think even from those short like clips of him when he was on his press tours like around the world like you went his his personality seems to be the one like in his english interviews he often comes across as this like soft spoken but kind of very eloquent and yeah. extremely thoughtful when describing um his music and his like what he was trying to do um and so i just don't always expect or I, I guess I, I don't know like what always what to think of what his sound's gonna be musically even though he kind of has these very fun party tunes um, but I, so I think as like really his ninth album being the first full like release I've, I've listened to of his it it like kind of reinforced what I thought about him just being extremely thoughtful uh, and and meticulous in putting together the, the sound he wants to make. Um, so I enjoyed it. Some great songs out here. Um, I think, yeah, it seems like he was thinking a lot about his career and what he wants to do. Uh, like, I feel like as a the founder, I guess he's CEO of his label. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he will just be doing a lot of business. But if it, it doesn't seem like he, he wants to s- slow down making music. But if if his time is spent letting other people uh, make the music that they want to make, that's also a good use of his time yeah. too. Um, and and I think he will deserve a little bit of credit for that too. Yeah, uh, if we cover something. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's it's good we're covering a very monumental figure in in music. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're gonna go back to this episode like in the future and just uh, remember all the things we said uh, for some reason. I don't know why, but I just feel like this will be a episode to bookmark mm-hmm. um, in the future for the yeah. future. That is when 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 Sai explains. All of the messages, and he was like, "Yeah, it's just about having fun." <laughs> <I'm> like, oh, <laughs> it's like, dang it. <laughs> okay. But you mean it wasn't like uh, a self-reflection yeah. of your uh, inner child? I something? hope he comes. Yeah. He better go to like uh, New York Comic Con, and I'm gonna be like, in minute uh, one, <laughs> in the <laughs> fourth line of verse two, you say this, and you now he's like, uh, <laughs> he's like, I did. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what is it? What's up? Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, uh, that's it. That's, mm-hmm. that's the uh, end of our discussion. Uh, thank you so much for choosing to dine with us. We know. I know this is going to be. Uh, I already know it's going to be a very long episode. So 
Uh, thank you for listening up to this point if you did. Uh, but you can also check out some of our other shorter episodes. Uh, we have done a lot of coverage the past uh, one and a half, almost, I think one and a half already. Yeah. I don't know, more than, a yeah. little bit longer than one and a half. Wow. Wow. Um, it'll almost be two years. In October, it'll be two years um, of oh talking about K-pop. But there's a lot of K-pop. K-pop is timeless. Please check out. You can just assume if we covered on How You Can Eat, it is worth a listen. So um, definitely, if you just need to know what to listen to, just look at all of our episode titles. Uh, but yes, you can listen to um, a bunch of the past episodes on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And while you're on there, why don't you uh, go ahead and uh, leave us a review if you want. We would love any feedback you can give. And um, we'll read them all and love any support you can you could uh, throw our way. You can also, speaking of support, follow us on all the socials. We are at How You Can Eat uh, on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And if you want some bonus, if you want to give us some extra, extra sweet bonus support, you can email us, howyoucaneat at gmail.com. Steven fields all the emails. So if you need, um, if you just need to talk to him or you want to, <laughs> you know, argue or, you know, uh, correct us on something we, uh, yeah, you know, like we said. Email Stephen. He he will uh, he will gladly uh, forward it to us, <laughs> or forward it along to the corresponding um, person. Okay, um, that wraps it up for us, guys. Um, thank you again uh, for Stephen and retroactively Alan Mark, um, but also future future Alan Mark will uh, thank me for this, or thank you for uh, listening. Uh, it has been our pleasure being your leaders. So long, stay safe, and we'll see you next feast. Nice.